Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! idiot! Hi guys. Now I gotta think about the and dogs. And welcome to the sad puppy oh, the commercial. Dogs. Hello and welcome to the final, the ultimate fighter, a champion will be crowned after show. Hold on, I gotta donate to the dogs. Hold on. My name is Dari Bernardo, and I'm here with my co-host for the last time. Damn you, Sarah McLaughlin. George Hermosa. He ruined and my Jay life. Tan. Hey. I don't even know this song. I, just, I can't even, <laughs> I don't even need to know this song. <clears throat> To, this is sad for all the wrong reasons. I'm gonna miss you guys. Have you seen so City? Have you much. seen? Have you seen City of Angels? I just want you to know. No, what? Now don't forget to donate to the dogs. Jay, you've never seen that commercial. We've all I've seen, never that commercial. seen that commercial. We've never seen well, that then that's why you're not touched by this right now because it's sad. But it's our last show, and I'm gonna miss you. Damn it! Man, You're going to see I, me on Sunday. We were had, we, every single we had, Sunday. Yeah, we're going to cover the finale. Oh, yeah. It's our last official show of The Ultimate Fighter. Season. But we're still going to cover the finale on Sunday. The show lives on. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. The show lives on. Or as Felicity Huffman said in Sports Night, and if you haven't watched that show, you really should go back. It's Sorkin at his best. My show is on. My show is on. My show is on. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, there you have it. It is our last show. And it's dramatic. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. But we will be back on Sunday with a super special double after buzz. Double double whammy. Double whammy. We're going to be here at 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock. The 6 o'clock. A uh, I said double header already. What else we got there? I think you're all out. Back to back. A twosome. Well... A two-way dance. So we have two shows in the same day, guys, this Sunday. (laughs) Uh, The 6 o'clock show is our normal UFC show recapping uh, Saturday night's events. And the 7 p.m. show is going to be the Ultimate Fighter finale, which is happening on Friday. We were going to do it next Wednesday, but we just can't wait that long. Yeah, we don't want to make you guys wait that long, so we're not going to do that. Besides, you're not going to care next Wednesday, so we might as well get it out of the way. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about who's going to be on that show. That's right. We got some answers now, oh, finally, huh? My God, yes, we do. All right. So last week we saw Carlos Barza defeat number three, Tisha Torres, uh, moving Carlos Barza onto the semifinals mm-hmm. against her friend, Jessica Penne, and fellow SoCal fighter. Who you just interviewed. Watch that interview on AfterBuzz. Yeah, guys. Uh, on TV. Jay Tan and I were at the RFA 21 fights uh, last weekend. And as we were walking out the door, grabbing some great interviews, I see a woman with her hood up. <laughs> She's kind of hiding. And I and I could just tell from the profile view. I'm like, is that Jessica Penne? And yeah. Jay goes, where? And I was like, I think that's her. And I ran after her, and I was like, can I just get a real quick interview? And we ended up getting a very nice, you know, couple-minute interview with her. And what's funny is that I've been chasing her around all this season, trying to get her on this show. And, uh, you know, when you when you got the hoodie up and you're just kind of 
laser focused on the door there. You could actually kind of give yourself up more so than if you were just sauntering out casually and not yep. giving a, a what. Yeah, um, she was scared because so, yeah. she had no makeup on, but she yep. agreed to do the interview anyway. Thank you, Jessica Penne. You were joy to interview. She was a sweetheart. She but was a sweetheart. But you lost. Cut to the chase of nice the George. matches. Three there. rounds, you lost to Carla Esparza. Let's talk about that. So, Jessica <laughs> Penne and Carla Esparza went three rounds because yep. this episode, they all went three rounds regardless, yeah. unless there was a finish. And uh, Jessica Penne is known for her boxing. She has pretty good boxing. And she's also known for her submission game, her jiu-jitsu. girl, yeah. But, oh my god, Carla Esparza, the girl we know is a high-class, high-level mm-hmm. wrestler, yeah. really showed her stand-up today. What do you guys think? Carla walked away with a 30-27 um, mm-hmm. score, and it, it really was quite a, a striking clinic. Uh, As Dana White called it. Yeah, yeah, by by all rights. The match pretty much itself went... Uh, I was really surprised um, with, with Jessica... Not quite, not quite uh, sparking or you know getting off her shots like I would have expected it to. She was uh, attacking very straightforward. You know, I, I didn't really see a whole lot of head movement or uh, or footwork like I would have expected. Carla was dancing around a lot, uh, stick and move, really good with her strikes, coming over the top with uh, with overhand rights, mixing it up between the body and the head. You know, firing up and down, and was just super fast compared to Jess. She was getting yeah. off two, three, four shots when Jess was. You know, throwing one and two strike combos. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit unfortunate. I think with each, at least the first and first and third, possibly the second as well, uh, Carla would nail a takedown towards the end of the match, just kind of almost to you know spike. solidify the match. Yeah, yeah. So spike Around. it there. The exclamation, exclamation mark. Point. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. And uh, you know, and, and that pretty much secured it. There was not really uh, not too much debate at all. No, in, in I mean, result. Jessica Penney's not a dumb girl, and I think she respected everything that Carla Sparza had to offer. But I have to say, I don't think she expected that kind of a stand-up game, or mm. that kind of a game plan, for that matter, from Carla Sparza. I think part of it was Carla Sparza trying to prove herself standing up. I think mm. she's always been kind of pegged as this wrestler that kind of just grinds you down, lays on you, and, you know, submits you possibly on the ground. But she's never been appreciated for her stand-up. And I don't know if it was to prove a point. I don't know if it was maybe to avoid a high-level jiu-jitsu match that could have happened on the ground. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but she stood and she really impressed me with her stand-up. She put she she just went to a totally different category in my mm-hmm. mind now. She's the all-around... Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish She's an all-around great fighter in my mind now. I, I totally agree with that. I, I question, though, whether... Um, whether it was necessarily to prove a point per se, or or, or to out strategize Jessica. Well, the only the only reason I I thought it might have been to prove a point is because I heard her one of her coaches say towards the end, "Okay, it doesn't need to be pretty for you to win it. You need right. to win it now." Meaning, like, all right, the footwork looks that awesome to, to Jessica or to no, Carla? no, no, to Carla. Okay, saying you're doing great standing up, but we need to really solidify this win. So. Mm-hmm. Go back to your roots, give us some wrestling, grind right. her down, and really win the rest she of this match. Really, though, no, third, no, no, she didn't listen. Third, right, yeah, mm-hmm. third round was the same thing. Not until um, the end. I, I feel like the you know I, I'm, I'm thinking back to the Beck uh, Beck Rollins match in Carla, right. um, which uh, I guess my point is I don't see Carla as strictly a uh, take down, ground and pounds, lay and pray girl. You know, um, the striking in the Beck Rollins match impressed me. You know, I felt like I feel like right. we've seen her on her feet plenty in her Invicta matches. Yeah, um, but not. I think personally that the strategy was 
know, second and third guessing, and I should never be a cornerman in my own right. But um, that prob- probably was something to be expected, that takedown attack. So if you do... If you do the the opposite of what uh, of what your opponent might necessarily be expecting, then you catch them off guard. Now, granted, that said, though, they've also been training together for a very long time, even prior to this show, so they yeah. know each other pretty well. Yeah, um, they were saying when they were training, getting ready for this fight in the Ultimate Fighter house, that there's no point of hiding on the other side. They were they were separated on the other side of opposite side to the gym, yeah. but they weren't like, oh, you train at this time, I train at this time, because there's mm-hmm. no point. These girls, like you said, have been training t- with each other prior to the show. They mm-hmm. know everything in each other's arsenal. Yeah. Um, the only thing that may have been kind of a secret was what game plan they decided mm-hmm. to go out there with, yeah. which. Um, Obviously was a secret because Carlos Barza came out striking, which I never would have expected. And it really turned into a fantastic, entertaining boxing match. I will say this. Um, obviously, a lot of people who are wrestlers, high-level wrestlers, are probably the most successful in MMA and UFC. We've seen it all the time. You know, Cain Velasquez, John Jones. Mm-hmm. They're... Their emphasis is wrestling. That's their baby, you know? It controls so, the fight. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of those high-level wrestlers uh, having that as kind of a, how can I say, not 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 the game plan, but just kind of like what's, what's the it foundation, called? the basis. No, 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 no. no. It's like a, the backup plan. Mm. So I liked it because I saw Carla kind of saying, "If I can strike with her, I'm going to strike with her," which she did. Right. But if I need to, then I'll take her to the ground. Wrestling. Which so I-, I like that. I like the fact that she didn't stick to what you know her foundation, which is wrestling. She said, "Oh, let me see how if I can strike with her. You know, I'll strike her and then." You know, if I need to, I'll take her down. And, and, and I like that. I love that when when, have, when you have those wrestlers not just relying on wrestling, seeing how else they can beat you. So I really, really like that fact about yeah. uh, Carla. That's a valid point. I mean, we John Jones was a great example because we see him stand and strike all the time. And he has mm-hmm. some of the most dynamic striking in the game. And submissions as well. And submissions. Um, but Carla Esparza... She was picking Jessica Penne mm-hmm. apart. She mm-hmm. wasn't just, oh, handling her own and standing with her. She was dominating. Yeah, so she her. was outstriking her by a lot. Right. So, I mean, if you're, if you're in that fight, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to uh, avoid what I'm doing right and just stick to what I know. No, it's like you're going to keep doing what you're, what's winning Whatever's the fight working. For you. Yeah. Whatever's so working. Yeah. I, well, I, would... I really, really was impressed by Carla. And you, you said it best when she's not just a wrestler. She can do a lot more. She can outstrike mm-hmm. you. I mean, it's kind of maybe it'd be cool if it was like a submission finish, you know, just so you know, she can do everything, but right, yeah, she definitely controlled that fight, you know, uh, completely, completely just struck her and just Penny wasn't really, yeah, able to she do was, much. she like Jay said, she was playing the stick and move game, she was coming in so quickly, burying her chin down, <laughs> throwing some, you know, great, accurate mm-hmm. overhand rights, and yeah. getting the hell out, and that was the smartest game plan. Um. Jessica Penne had a, a big reach advantage and a height advantage on Carla Barza. And I know from my personal experience, when I'm sparring with someone that's tall, you have two options. You're either faster than them, you get in and you get the hell out, mm-hmm. or you come underneath their punches yeah. and you move a lot. Mm-hmm. and or, or a combination of the two. And Carla Barza definitely picked the first one. She was she was coming in and getting the hell out. Because yeah. you, you stay there too long and you stay in their, ra- their range too long, you know, you're putting yourself in a lot of damage. And she didn't take that chance because she respected Jessica Penne's stand-up, I'm assuming. And she was just in, out, moving, cutting the angles, like you said, Jay, really yeah. using her boxing footwork. She looked good. I mean, Carla did get tagged a little bit. So if you notice, if you go back, look at Carla's right eye. It was pretty, pretty Oh, brutal. yeah. And that was from a jab yeah, of Jessica Penne. Exactly. So just respect the fact that she did get tagged, but she didn't just give up. 
oh yeah, maybe she got hit a few times, but she's still completely outstriking Jessica. She's not just going to give up just because of a couple jabs, you know? Well, but, I like yeah, that. at that level, of course. I don't know. think yeah. anybody you're, you're does, right? Go for the gusto there. Yeah, exactly. No but, surprise at all. Um, respect, all respect to Jessica Penne. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, she had uh, Carla's eye closed mm-hmm. at the end of the first round. They were putting ice on it, and mm-hmm. it was it was shut. And um, I th- another thing. If Carla wasn't moving as fast as she was moving, if she was trying to stay in the pocket and box with Jessica, both of her eyes would have looked like that. Because mm-hmm. Jessica has great, mm-hmm. great boxing. But like I said, she was just too quick. Her movement was too good. I wonder if if, if kicks wouldn't have played more of a factor in it. Meaning with Jessica. what? Well, with Jessica's arsenal, she was throwing combos mostly to the head from what I saw. Um, there really weren't a lot of kicks at all. This was a striking match, and to that end... It was much more of a boxing match than it was kickboxing. Ye- now, granted, I know you throw kicks against a wrestler, you right. run the risk of getting taken down. A big risk. Yeah. Especially against someone like Carla. Well, that's what I wonder. I mean, granted, Carla was coming in and coming out, and if you throw a kick when Carla's coming in, she has that momentum to grab the leg and drive through you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, I mean, how much worse... Could the how how much worse could it have, have have gone? Jessica didn't get. I mean, she she tagged up Carla quite a bit, but didn't get really, for the most part, any uh, any advantage, you know, or, or time in terms of the striking exchange there. It would have. So I how, I'm going to put money on the fact that it would have looked more like Tisha Torres versus Carla if she would have thrown kicks. It would have been takedown after takedown after okay. takedown. I think she would have. Now that said, abandoned her game plan. Yeah. Of standing and striking with Jessica and took her down and grind her. Okay. And Jessica with a, a is it purple or brown belt in jiu-jitsu? Right. Would have been more equipped to deal than Tisha would have, for I example. I completely agree. Um, and that's uh, where I wonder, you know, if, if the, it had gone to the ground, would Jessica have uh, have been able to, to capitalize a bit more so on that? I agree. Yeah, I think so. Possibly because I think, like I said, I think one of the factors of Carla keeping it standing mm-hmm. Was not the fear, but the the sense and awareness of how great Jessica's ground game is. She's a submission artist. You know, there's there's wrestlers and then there's submission artists. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers aren't great with their offense and their submissions. They're yeah. they're good at grinding and maybe some you know great ground and pound. But Jessica Penne is great off her back. I mean, great in the guard. So if if Carla would have taken her down and maybe sat in her guard for a couple minutes, it could have gone bad for Carla. And I would have liked to have seen it down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been high level and really entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whenever you have a high level wrestler versus a high level jujitsu, it's always been a matter of <laughs> it becomes a striking match, right? Something <laughs> like that, but it always comes down to is their wrestling better than their jujitsu? Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's always going to come. We see it all the time. I remember watching George St. Pierre versus Jake Shields. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre, probably the best wrestler in the welterweight division, maybe even ever. Jake Shields, a great, great wrestler with submission. Guess what it was? It was a stand-up warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Silva versus Damian Maya. Uh, Anderson not known for his wrestling, of course, but he would not go to the ground to, with Damian Maya. Not at all. Like, I mean, Maya was literally just sitting there, and Anderson would just kind of... That's what, how he kind of started clowning him, but it was like he was not going to go down with uh, Maya at all. So like I said, a lot of times it's just a matter of their jujitsu, if it's a lot better than... You know, whether it's somebody the wrestlers wrestling, wrestlers right? Whatever, yeah. Grappling, not all grappling is the same, and they're cousins to each other, clearly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whose grappling is is more than the others, and who doesn't want to test it there? Uh, I know whose was better, Random Marcos's wrestling or Rose Namajunas' submission game. Right? That is a perfect example Ooh. of 
high-level submission game or ferocious submission game in in this case Mm -hmm. versus really good wrestling. Mm -hmm. Brandon Marcos was a high school wrestler, I believe. uh, And Rose Namajunas is... Very good jujitsu yeah, practitioner. That's funny. She's known for her striking. That's the scary mm-hmm. part. Rose. Yeah. Oh, she's known for everything. But I mean, mostly for her striking. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that she's known as a you know Muay Thai everything, and she can still submit you. Now that's scary. And did it three times. This that's season. scary. I consider Rose like the ninja in the in the division. Like she's just a ninja. Mm-hmm. She can throw a. I she the way she throws her kicks and the speed that the kick from from the ground to the head is. It blows my mind. Yeah. She has such quick hips, which is exactly why her submissions are so good. Because mm-hmm. submissions are all about your hips, your hip movement. So arm bars and triangles and kimuras. She's just so quick. Yeah. She, uh, she's, she's quite the total package there. She's very she intense. Is. In her match, she, although poised and composed, you know, sharp with her, uh, with her grappling skills and, and, and sneaking something in when you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, she's still got that that Diaz brothers mad dog look of intensity. Yeah. You know, she is probably one of the most emotional fighters we've seen in the Ultimate Fighter or in the UFC. Yeah, I could argue, and in a positive way too. I, I think that she's uh, certainly. I would guess in the the six months or so after uh, um, after having shot this thing, that she's continued to train her emotions. I, I think it's a thing that drives her. And I, w- I would guess is is pretty well versed in terms of controlling them, as opposed to letting them control her. You know, um, and we'll certainly see that whew, Friday uh, Friday night when the result is uh, Carla Esparza versus Rose Namajunas for the very first UFC strawweight world championship. Let me just say something about Rose. Is of course we've said this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Is now I said this past Sunday that Pettis has started to see some comparison with Anderson Silva as far as just excitingness or, you know, excitement and everything. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I can see Rose comparing to Pettis, who I just compared to Silva, where mm. she's got that cold killer instinct, but she's so exciting to watch. Like, you, you, you don't want to blink because you feel like you'll miss something. Yeah. That's the same kind of feeling that you got with Anderson Silva fights, with Anthony Pettis fights, and that's not a bad compliment to have. They're not, not a bad comparison <laughs> not either. Definitely you know? not, no. And, and the fact that she's good... Like she's mm-hmm. not she's not just flashy, but she's actually winning. Ro- yeah, Rose. My biggest comparison between Rose and Anthony Pettis, which by the way I think they're very similar mm-hmm. as far as style goes, is that they could both stand on one leg and fight you. Their balance and coordination mm-hmm. is impeccable. I I just think they're some of the most athletic fighters that we've seen in the UFC. So I think that comparison is very fair. Um, to give you guys the results, Rose Namajunas won via Kimura in the first round against Random Marcos. And boy, was that one of the most brutal Kimuras I've ever seen. She mm-hmm. got it and locked it up, and it was over within seconds. It reminded me of uh, Frank Mir versus uh, Antonio yeah. Big Nog Noguera, um, or Rodrigo, whatever. But um, And where he had it, the Kimura, and they kind of started flipping over. and Locked it in. And, and locked it in. And it. I, I mean, thankfully, it didn't have the same end result because Frank Mir broke Noguera's arm. <laughs> right. So thankfully, Randy knew, you know, to tap out before her arm was broken. But yeah, the- it looked like it was pretty close to getting broken because mm-hmm. there was a lot of similarities between that in the mirror fight. The thing about a Kimura is that one second the person's just starting to go for it and you mm-hmm. think you, have, you 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 know you think you have 10 20 seconds to get out of it you're fine. And then the next second 
you're, you're scratching too, your back. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> too far into it. It's the kind of thing that unless you have really really flexible shoulders, which a lot of like gymnasts and and uh, you know yoga practitioners have. Mm-hmm. A lot of girls I go with that are super flexible. Like yeah. you can twist that more really far. But yeah. unless you're one of them. Oh, it, it's like that pain where you you have to tap, or you're gonna break your. Especially that arm. that flip over that the two girls did. Yeah, had had me kind of cringing for yeah. a moment there. If you're especially like in in half guard, if you can't get your legs out, if you've got the kimura, if you're in that co- position and you're get the kimura on you, mm-hmm. you'd better be able to move your hips, as you said. You know, hips is a big thing. Absolutely, another way to escape so your hips can follow your arm. Otherwise, yeah, good night. Yeah, Rose wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten the kimura had she not had the half guard. If she didn't mm-hmm. at least have one of of Randa's legs, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have gotten it because Randa right. would have been able to, like you said, move her hips out and get out of it. So she was doing a great job of maintaining that top position in half guard yeah. and cranking that arm. Oh my god, was, uh, that was a good, exciting uh, yeah. for one rounder for for one rounder. You know, Randa took it to her. Uh, you know, came in with, with flurries, attacked pretty. Uh, there was a bit of a feeling out period, but attacked her. Let's her talk about that. There, yeah, there was what one happened part there. Where Rose started, you know, shimmying Muhammad Ali style, yeah. and uh, Randa <laughs> was like, I mean, that's usually kind of. At times, I'm not saying always, but at times it's kind of like taunting. not mocking your yeah, but taunting your opponent in some yeah. ways. We're kind of like I'm gonna I have time to move my feet and just to show off, you know. Yep. And Rana just brought it to her. She's like, "Screw this girl! I'm just gonna start swinging." And looked like it was kind of going back and forth for a little bit. And yeah. Then it got to the ground, and then she got submitted. Well, but. well let's clarify. Rana didn't just swing after that happened. Randa charged and yep. went berserk after after Rose did that, almost as if it was like the biggest insult ever, which was. Awesome. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Dana White loved it. I loved it. I mean, you have a girl that's doing like some Dominic Cruz footwork, some Muhammad Ali footwork in front of you. And, and listen, it was no disrespect from Rose. I honestly think she was just that excited and that pumped up mm-hmm. that her body was just moving where it went. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And Random Marcos did not take that lightly. She charged at Rose. Guys, if you haven't seen it, please go back and watch that. And she was throwing haymakers and then Rose got her. Yeah. It went to the ground. It was a good scramble and on that the grounds. Um, you know, I think uh, Randa was on top for a bit. Then Rose was able to flip it around. Right. Uh, well, I think actually she worked the Kimura from bottom and then uh, got Rolled on her top. over. Yeah. 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 Um, both of them, both matches paid off, you know, for a show with... Uh, with just matches and, and no drama, certainly it was good, right. good stuff to watch. So this Friday, guys, December 12th, we have Rose Namajunas versus Carla Esparza for the first ever strawweight title championship of the mm-hmm. UFC. How crazy is that? We've been watching this season unfold. We've seen so many girls, uh, all 16 of the girls in the house, um, two of which got injured, Justine mm-hmm. Keish and Heather Joe Clark. But Heather Joe Clark seems to be ready to fight. Uh, mm-hmm. She's fighting this weekend. What do you guys think? What do you make of this season? Where do you think our stars are? It kind of ends up... um, I don't want to say... This was was one of the more memorable seasons for the obvious reasons. of New cast, uh, new title. Right. Um, They did a good job playing up uh, the characters. Actually, I should clarify. whether, Whether the women played up their characters and gave the others stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did, because it was there. Um, and, and whether the producers and editors, um, you know, their hand in it as well. Um, there's a lot of women coming out of here that uh, I think the fans are really uh, curious to see. Whereas, past several seasons, it's been pretty dry. Yeah. Um, 
What was the last one? Oh, the last one was uh, Frankie Edgar and BJ Penn. Prior to that, Dana, was, I mean, even you can go to that one, though, where Dana White literally called everyone out and was like, this is probably one of the most boringest seasons I've ever seen right. in my life. Yeah. You know, pretty much called everybody out that everybody was didn't have the fight, the, the, the urge to win, the urge to fight, the urge to do anything. And prior to so. that was uh, Kyle Noak and Patrick Cote, which... Well, that was the international know, one, though. But the, That played on Spike, or not Spike, excuse me, uh, Fox Sports 1. Oh. That aired, and then I think... But eight, well, eight was like, 18 was still considered the Rousey Tate. Oh, that's... Was that... Okay. Yeah, yeah. season was 18 was Ron Rousey versus Misha Tate. Season 18, we're at 20, so that was 8... Rousey was 18. BJ Penn Edgar was 19. Okay, which means the 17 was Noak and... Uh, I don't think that counted. I think that was just like Ultimate Fighter Nations. It probably happened to be aired on did. Fox Sports, but... Okay. I Either way, this is the most exciting season we've had in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Is it because of the ladies, or is it just because of the because competitiveness we, of being the new champion of the UFC? Bit of each. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed the past two seasons, but I think the Ultimate Fighter has gotten to a point where it's so competitive... Which makes it not as much drama and fun. I like the fact that even though they all had a contract, it was still competitive. Like, it wasn't... Everybody has a contract already, but it's right. still fighting for the belt. Right. They didn't lessen their drive or urge to win, you know? And right. There was no sense. You know, a lot of times where it's like, oh, well, it doesn't really mean much because they already have a contract anyways. No, it's like they still were all super competitive, super, you know, eager to fight. But whether it is a... Whether you're fighting for a contract that is better than... The contract that you'd otherwise get going into the UFC, mm-hmm. you know, a typical eight and eight starter contract. Very true. Uh, whether it's that or it's the title, there's always going to be some carrot dangled in front mm-hmm. that obviously sweetens the pot or is the definition definition of why you're there. Uh, that was the case with the women here. That was a unique thing, but at the same time, in previous seasons. That contract was there, and guys had a reason to go after that. It was more than what you were necessarily going to get. At a certain point, probably in the middle part of the whole arc of this entire show, the series itself, guys did know, okay, chances are I'm going to get a UFC contract anyway. Um, whether I fight, as long as I do well and I don't act a fool, I will get a contract and then I'll fight my way through, right. uh, up through there. Um, but that tr- has has lessened to be the case, if that's even a term, frankly. I apologize. Um, that hasn't been the case as much in the past few seasons. Fewer guys are automatically getting brought over from the season onto the main roster. Right. So... It's, oh, although know. we have an influx of, of UFC, you know, we have the fight pass, we have the fight yeah. nights, and we have the, the pay-per-view. Maybe fighters look at this and they're like, oh, there's so many opportunities now, which there is and which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that about the UFC now and how much it's grown. But at the same time, it still needs to be the most selective MMA organization in the world, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It has to keep that notoriety of being the best in the world. Unless you're a professional wrestler. I yeah. Swear, yeah you're just the best in the world. <laughs> but carry on. But carry on. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to CM Punk later. Um, but yeah, it just, it needs to carry on that notoriety. And listen, it could be best fighter or best ticket sales. You know, mm-hmm. you're such a piece of entertainment. Yeah, like, if you go on the draw. Ultimate Fighter and, you know, you're a Diego Sanchez or, um, who is Chris Lieben, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for you mm-hmm. getting the contract because you entertain me. Mm-hmm. You sell tickets and you put. Or Kimbo, for that matter. Yeah. Or, exactly. Like, I'm okay with that. Same with CM Punk. I mean, people are mad about it because he's never fought an MMA fight in his life, which I can see. 
But at the same time, he's going to put people in those seats. Yeah. And why not give him a fair shot? Not, he's not, either. Yeah, not so. I'm sorry, but not to go completely off topic because I know we're talking about Ultimate Fighter, but you look at someone like CM Punk. They just said that they're going to put him up against somebody who's just starting. You look at somebody like James Tony, who was a boxer with a 0 and 0 record. They put him up against Randy Couture. You know what I mean? So it's like if that's the case, where was the outcry for when James Tony uh, got signed by the? Right. No, he didn't sign with the UFC. He just had that one fight. Actually, I'm sure he signed, but he was like, "Oh, I can't do this after this one." You know? So right. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's really funny that people are getting so angry because I think it's going to take one fight. Give him the test. Yeah. Let him do it. You know what I mean? Like he's either going to get his ass kicked or mm-hmm. he's going to really impress us. Mm-hmm. One or the other, because we either have really high hopes for him. Or no, none at all. So let him have it. You know, let him ride the ride. And- I was thinking about today. I'm like, if I was, because I mean, he said CM Punk said that's all going to tie together. Just watch. CM Punk said <laughs> exactly. <laughs> CM Punk said, listen, if UFC would have said no, I would have done the amateur. I would have done to. I would have gone somewhere else. But they said, Punk, yes. you could have come to me. But they said the yes. U of MMA. We're in the same spot as, uh, as as Staples Center. It's the same campus. Yeah, but they Telling said, you, we're but, the best of the best of the not quite there yet. Yeah, but CM Punk was like, oh, but they said yes. So I didn't really have the opportunity to go somewhere else. They should have put him on the ultimate fighter. You know, you know I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. We go back to, hearkening uh, back to the heavyweights. Um, Kimbo Slice was a name at that point in time. I believe he was the highest TV rating uh, in MMA mm-hmm. ever, at least in the when in North, North Roy, America. When he fought Roy Nelson, Roy Nelson on the on the show. Uh, no, not Roy. It was uh, James Thompson, Colossus. Either that or oh, Tank no, no. Abbott. Oh, no, no. okay. Lead I'm sorry. I thought you were mentioning like uh, on the on the actual Ultimate Fighter show prior fight, to going to the season. Yeah, his fight with Roy Nelson on the show was uh, the that highest also, rated Ultimate yeah. Fighter. That also was was a high point. Yeah, so he had proven himself once in terms of TV ratings, mm-hmm. and then again in that. Um, but he was forced to go through Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, rumor has it, according to Dana White, was offered to fight when when Kurt left WWE. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong on this history, but Kurt was uh, Kurt was considered. MMA, and before he ended up in TNA, uh, I spoke with Dana White, and according to Dana, he offered him a chance to go on Ultimate Fighter in that same season, uh, the heavyweights, but uh, Kurt couldn't pass the medicals, and uh, and therefore so that didn't happen. Or um, he didn't want to sleep in a bunk bed. Maybe. I mean, um, Amir, <laughs> but, Amir Sadala, who won the Ultimate Fighter years ago, had mm-hmm. a 0 and zero record, yeah. and he won the Ultimate Fighter. Right. I think somebody else, who is it? I want to say, like, was it Corey Hill, uh, or somebody know. else lied uh, lied about their record to get onto Ultimate Fighter? Really, I could be wrong about this. I apologize, Corey, if if I've got the wrong wrong guy. But he lied about his record to get onto Ultimate Fighter during the tryouts. Got on, and then right before his first match, he said, "Yeah, so this is my first MMA match." Oh, that's funny. Maybe it was his first pro match. I don't. Know I would have sure. liked to have seen CM Punk go go through the house just for the fact that I would have liked to have seen CM Punk on a reality show. Yeah, but at the same time. Ooh, I, I understand it, I how he. Was, I think if it was four years younger, he probably would have gone. But yeah, his, he he already talked about his time clock yeah, yeah. and him thinking that his last chance was four years ago, and now he's just yeah. beginning. So I get it. He doesn't want to waste another however many months filming the Ultimate Fighter mm-hmm. and waiting for the predictions of that, and maybe yeah. getting a contract or whatever was going to happen. So anyway, let's get back to our our Ultimate Fighter here, guys. He is not going to be in the house next year. I don't think. Unless they do like a veterans comeback season again, like season four. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Who? Tough. Sam Punk. Oh no! Of course, <laughs> of course he's not going to be on the show. 
He wouldn't be. He's already there. He already has a <laughs> yeah. contract with the UFC. It's done now. He, he wouldn't yeah. qualify for a comeback either. Anyway, no, he's not, definitely not a comeback yet. Maybe in a couple years though. Um, so, guys, this is episode twelve. It's over now. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments from the season. <laughs> yeah. Let's start off with Jay's game. <laughs> Put it on. Ready, me. guys. So, can, we can't say the original name of the original game. Well, we we, guys, yeah, well, we we probably can, but we were going to play... What you say the letter? Mary F. Kill, but <laughs> granted that we're professionals. <clears throat> we just made it MMA-related. Yeah, exactly, MMA-related, and chances are we're going to see these women at, at, at future cards out and about or gyms, so it's probably not good to play that game. However, that said, we can modify it, and I came up with Fight Train Date. Who would you fight? Who would you train? Who would you date? Boom. You guys get the idea. Guys, we're going to tell you live right now. And then we want you guys to go on our YouTube oh, video. That's a good one, yeah. And tell us what you think. And we'll reply and, you know, talk about and why. And iTunes as well, by the way. Apparently, we also play on iTunes. And uh, apparently, we draw quite a good uh, quite a good number there. So there comment there. Comment, comment there. Is there a comment box there? I probably not. Well, they're probably going to be listening on their iPhone or iPod. So probably not. But you, okay. can, just, you can just tweet us. At, <laughs> I don't Yo, know if it's showing right now. Tweet. But just tweet us. George, we're starting with you. Is it doing it? Okay, whatever. We're starting with you. Fight, train, date, go. I would date JoJo. Okay, you, you had to go in order. Fight, train, date. No, no, I'm saying, okay, matter. you got to go. I would date JoJo. Oh, okay, I got a text. Uh, I would fight, <laughs> I would, and I would fight JoJo, and then hopefully be a grappling match. Oh, oh no, I would train with her. Do there have to be three different people? Yes. Okay. Mm. I would. I would fight. You should. Randa. Why? Yeah, she keeps interrupting people. She doesn't let anyone talk. <laughs> she wants everything for herself. Like, she'll, everybody will let her talk, but then when you ask her a question, and you can watch it on Tough Talk right after they showed it, dun, dun, um, right after they showed it, it's like, oh, well, let me ask you this, Carla, blah, 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 and then Carla talks. It's like, oh, well, this. It's like, well, if you're going to keep interrupting her, don't ask the question. So it kind of, I mean, I'm still not. She over. doesn't have anything to say to you. I'm still she not doesn't over. care what you say. Yeah, exactly. Just stop it. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like, uh, you don't you matter ask? to me. That was Go away. That's Jay's oh game. Can I drink water? Seriously, Help me. No, 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 no joke, no joke. That was Randa on the Tough Talk. I yeah. believe that it. Was, that was okay. So, that. okay, so you want to fight Randa? Who fight do you want to train with? And I mean, all props to her because being the number fourteen pick, uh, being the number number fourteen seed, seed, dude. Props to her, man. She 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 beat Tisha Torres. She she won in the quarterfinals. Won all the way to the semifinals. Gave Rose a pretty okay fight, you know. So she wasn't really that far from being in the final. So props to her, but it's still fight you. Yeah. Uh, I would train with. Rose. Why? Because I'm sure she can teach me a lot of good things. <laughs> no doubt. Good answer. Yeah, and, and then who? I would first date JoJo because JoJo. I love you. Obvious reasons, JoJo. He is in love with you. Jay Tan. <laughs> fight, train, that. date. I will... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to date three <laughs> different women. I got it going on. My mojo is going to be strong, yo. Tell I us. I want to date... I love Ash. how you both start with date. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really don't want to fight any of them. Um, I want to date Randa. For the same reasons that George wants to fight her. Uh, I love her spirit. <laughs> I think she was super fun to watch. Uh, great. Um, I, I, I love the way she stuck up for herself. She took no shit off mm-hmm. of anybody. And I admire that to no end. I... <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Damn, I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, I want to date Ashley Bash daily. 
Because here's right. my story with Ash. In 2008, she was fighting in Cage Rage, and uh, it was one of the one of the two times that I went over there to work with the with, with the promotion. Met her in passing. It was a match against um, last name is Barrick. I I apologize for forgetting it. Yeah. Ash Bash versus uh, somebody Barrick, and um, and Ash was getting a bit of uh, promo um, and, and publicity at that time. She. You know, she was the girl that we pretty much saw on the show. You know, sweetheart, but also you knew that she had that inner uh, inner anger and, and thing in her. She was a badass fighter. Mm-hmm. She won her match first round and then came down to the after party. And this just tripped me out. I remember standing there with, I believe, uh, Cage Rage promoter Dave O'Donnell. Shout out to you, Dave. And somebody else from the, from the promotion. And the after party is in this hotel ballroom, and everyone's mingling and this and that. She comes down, I think, out of the escalator or elevator, and she's in this beautiful, sweet kind of girl next door flower dress with this, of course, punk rock pink hair still standing <laughs> on top. You know, ink wherever she's got it, but she was just dressing. It was that kind of thing where it's like, I don't know, tattoo crazy psycho girl shows her girl next door side. Who you talking about? I'm talking about Ash the Bash. Okay. This girl knows how to dress up and and catch your heart. I remember seeing it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm uh, misremembering that part, but I remember because I'm sitting there with Dave and and whosoever else. And she comes in, and it's in the lobby. We look over at each other like, "Look at this one!" We're like, wait, is she hot to you? Because she kind of is to me. You, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So it's consensus. We're, we're not, it's all of us, right? And we're, our heads are just kind of blown wide open. She has. That thing. She she can dress up and, and steal your heart. Because that's how I feel about Beck Rawlings right now. Well, and that goes to the next thing, too. I'm also going to lobby for a, debt, uh, a date with Beck Rawlings in Fantasy World, because I know that you got your thing going on there. Props to you. Um, I, I've told you in the past, she reminds me of, of an ex-girlfriend yes, from uh, years ago. Yes, you said this. And the more that I look at her, goddamn, the resemblance. She really, it's the resemblance is uncanny. Uh, so, shout out to you, Mantis. This is the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So that was date. What yeah, about that was date. Okay. Train and fight. Train. I actually don't even have anybody on train. <laughs> I kept my head focused on dating. I think uh, train. Oh. You know, with George. Uh, George had the right idea. You know, train with any of them. I'm gonna learn something. Uh, possibly Carla, because God knows my wrestling can use. Uh, some tune up. Okay. Um, and then. I thought you trained uh, to be a wrestler. Well, that's probably what he meant. I did. I've tried, yeah, amateur and pro, but yeah. I was a better pro wrestler than I was an amateur wrestler, to be sure. And I only had 10 matches amateur, uh, pro. My amateur wrestling sucked. So <laughs> that needs some help, to be sure. They, Carla can definitely help you with that. Mm hmm. That's right. Um, and then to fight Angela Magana. Easily, Angela Magana. What is the point? Because. This Twitter feed that she's going on, this ranting, hashtag your majesty, your majesty, oh, God. anytime, every time, not a problem. Look, her and I will go back and forth on Twitter. We will put eyes on the, uh, we will put eyes on the two. We'll put a few butts in, uh, in local seats, wherever that happens. Oh, God. Um, yeah, you know, that girl, I, I don't even know. Plus, she was low ranked. Uh, Ash can, Ash beat her, so I figure I got a good shot, you know. All right, Come there you go. And you can defend. Training. I'm going to train with Ash to find out how the hell to beat her, too. You could defend your woman, Ash, by beating I like that. Yeah, her yeah. nemesis. Well, I, don't, I don't need to. Magania. She, she, Ash beat her down. She, can, she might be able to defend you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> the point is... Against all your enemies. Me fighting her. It's true. There you go. <laughs> what about you? Oh, 
Talk to me. You Talk guys, to me. Group beer. I shouldn't have gone last because you guys stole some of my answers. Well, no, you can have the same ones. All right, it's, it's boring. Fine. We would both. Do- I'll start out with you guys uh, and do the same same order you did. Dario Marinato, come on down. Dad, get out of my contestant. room. Dad, turn off the stereo. Get out of my room. I'm here, boys. Okay. <laughs> D. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Ah. Um, Who's the most interesting girl? Who's the one you would hang out with the most, huh? I More think hang out. I would get along. No, I think I would get along with best. I like Beck Rawlings. <laughs> yeah. I like her, her attitude. She seems cool. Nice. But I think I would get along with best Jessica Penny. Well, and because it, now you guys are BFF. I, I did meet her and I did get to interview, but that's not why. Uh, she just—I told we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. How her her mindset when she fights, she's so mm. you know real, and she just seems the realest to me out of all the girls on the show. No drama, and she's focused. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she seems like no bullshit. Let let's hang out, let's chill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, date in that sense, Jessica Penne. I think you're a cool girl. I think she'd be fun to chill with. Who do you um, want to train with? Train with. All of them. <laughs> you, you want to train with all, all of them? Where, where would you go on a date with Jessica Penny? To the gym. Oh. Well, that Let's answers tra- question number two. Then, then huh? I can get my, my question number two taken care of, and I can get some training from two people. No, uh, train hands down. Mm-hmm. Rose Namayunas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Her style is my style on She's steroids. Intense. She. Yeah. That is what I want to do. That is how I want to fight. Uh, she's super emotional, has tons and tons of heart, and she's that girl, like, she doesn't go into the fight thinking, oh, maybe I should reserve my gas tank for the third round. She doesn't even see a third round. She doesn't even see a second round. Mm. Um, and that's the kind of attitude I love in the cage. So, right. Rose, if you're looking for a training partner <laughs> or someone to beat up, call me, tweet me. I'm here. And who would I want to fight? I gotta go with Jay, Angela Magana, because uh-huh. she is just, I don't know, Angela, you're starting stuff with Michael Bisping, I don't really like that, and you're kind of just, I feel like she's the one, she's the wannabe Felice Herrick, like, mm-hmm. she's trying to make a stir by doing the crazy stuff that Felice does, yep. but she can't quite nail it, she's just kind of annoying, mm-hmm. so I would like to fight you, Angela Magana, and Ash, I want to train with you too, to figure out how to cute. beat Angela Magana. Boom. Uh, Okay, guys. So, in the finale, guys, this Friday, we are going to see Carlos Barza versus Rose Namajunas for the World Championship first ever strawweight title. Wait for it. It's time for... Yeah, we're going to throw Dan off. Predictions! Your After Buzz TV prediction. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time here, guys, so we're going to run through it, okay? we got the time that we need, Damon. You won. I like it. They don't listen to me, Dad. Sorry. Uh, okay, so we're going to go in order as you see it on your thing, because you have one of these sheets, right, George? What? George no. doesn't have yeah. sheets. Uh, too little, too late. At the bottom. Come okay, on. Fleece Harrig, Lisa Ellis. I'm going to go first. Uh, I got Fleece Harrig. Uh, Beck Rawlings, Heather Joe Clark. I hope Beck Rawlings. Uh, Joanne Calderwood versus Seahee Ham. She was not on the show, guys. So let's just say I go for JoJo. Tisha Torres versus Angela Magana. Obviously, Tisha Torres. Ashley Daly versus Alex Chambers. I'm going to go with Ash the Bash. Emily Kagan versus Angela Hill. I'm going to go with Miss Kagan. And for for the main event, uh, Carla Esparza versus Rose. Guys, I'm going to go. Before I say, who, what about Jessica Penne versus Random Marcos? Yeah, uh, Jessica Penne by a long shot. And Carla Esparza versus Rose. I'm going to go with Rose. I think she's going to beat the shit out of Carla. I like them both. 
I think they're both great. <laughs> but I think Rose is gonna gonna take one over. Catch your tongue, real lady. quick. Real quick, real quick. Uh, I got Felice, Beck, JoJo, Tisha Torres, Ash the Bash, and I'm gonna go with Angela Hill with the upset. Make your bets. Bam. Believe it or not, you and I actually agree with each other. Rupert. Really, all the Straight same. Through. Yeah, everybody. And I think uh, Jessica Penne and Rose will be I the don't... new. I have no UFC predictions on the, uh, on the last two title match. Rose and, uh, new champion. Jessica and Mar- Rand, I don't know per se, um, but the the undercard, I have them all the way through, just like you. Okay. Rose by submission. And it's not the new; it's the first ever strawweight champion. No, it is the first too. new one. It's, no, it's the first. They'll say the, the first. Just wait. They're both. All right, guys, give your plugs. Right here at G Hermosa. Instagram, Twitter. I don't have to spell it out anymore. Thank you. Well, for the <laughs> iTunes at G H E R M O Z A. J J Tan seven one six and the usual three. Happy birthday, Grandma. Oh, uh, at Darry B twenty eight. You can also find me on my Facebook page, Darry the Jersey Devil Baronado. Fight deal details coming soon, guys. Uh, tune no, in on Sunday. The University of MMA officially. March 3rd, no, March 3rd, March uh, sorry, 8th. March 8th, thank you, yeah, Club Nokia, downtown LA, if you guys are in the SoCal area, tickets will be available through uofmma.com. Alright guys, you heard it, um, check us out on Sunday, we're going to do the UFC show at 6pm, then we're going to have the Ultimate Fighter show right after at 7pm, so get your popcorn and enjoy or listen to us on the way to it's work like or the way home. Finger cuff shows. Thanks guys, see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.